Donald David Smatlack was a 25-year-old from North Versailles, Pennsylvania. On Saturday, January 28, 2006, he left his apartment to visit a friend in the neighboring town of Delmont. He never reached his destination and was never seen again. I'm Ed Denzel, and this is Unfound. Passing judgment, it's part of our human nature, isn't it? I know it's a goal of the world to become a non-judgmental society, but it's going to be hard to do when everybody, all 7 billion of us, do it so easily. We meet somebody, we automatically decide, do we like this person, do we not like this person? We go to see a movie, we either like it or we hate it, or maybe we're sometimes in between. Music, sports, a new job, your next door neighbor, a hobby, just about anything that you do in your life, your brain automatically is trying to decide, is that something good that I did? Is it something bad that I did? Can I do better next time? And of course, we've seen a lot of that recently because this year was an election year and we just had... An election, and some people judged the results as being pretty good, and some people judged the results as being pretty bad. And the truth is, as much as there is a goal out there to not be so judgmental, I mean, there's nothing worse than somebody calling you judgmental, right? The reason it's in our human nature is because. It is one of those ingrown things that allows humans to survive on this earth. I mean, if we gave in to every whim that came into our very sophisticated brains, I don't think any of us would be around very long. I bring this up for two different reasons. One, and I want you to know I believe this starts with the police, is that some disappearances, some missing people are considered to be or judged to be more important than others. I can see that on Web Sleuths. I can see that on my friend Megan Good's site, The Charlie Project. That I can almost guarantee if a person who has disappeared, if they have in their bio that they were schizophrenic, or they had bipolar disorder, or they involved in some illegal business, illegal activity, that there isn't as much information out there about them, that on web sluice, whereas some cases have thread after thread after thread, these people with bios that aren't completely what you would call quote-unquote clean, don't get as many comments, don't get as much attention. And I th once again, I think it starts with the police because I think – and I've talked to enough family members and friends enough to know now that in some cases police just don't take some disappearances as seriously as others. And that is something uh, that all of us are going to continue to work on. 
I put the blame mainly on the police because they're the ones who have control of the information. They're the ones who can force people to talk. They can issue subpoenas and they can go into people's houses with warrants and they are the people who ultimately have the greatest ability to collect the information. So if there isn't a lot of information out there, then the finger must be pointed at them. That's where all of the public gets its information. Yes, I know that there are family members who do their own investigations and they know the lifestyles of the family members or friends who have disappeared. But it's the police who track down leads, and sometimes that information gets out, and, well, sometimes it doesn't. Secondly, and this is related to point number one, is that it may be in this particular case that you find your judgmental genes kicking in. And really within the realm of missing persons, there is no room for judgment. All of these people are equally important. Why? Because their families are equally important. They all feel equal pain. They all equally want to have these cases resolved. And the better, the quicker that we can see these cases through the family's eyes, through the friend's eyes, the better off we will all be and the more attention some of these cases will get. So I'm just wanted to kind of head you off at the pass before we get into the case of Donnie Smatlack. Regarding the facts of the case, Linda and I get into them in depth in the interview, but I just want to point out probably the the major points. And then like I said, with Linda, we kind of break some of these things down uh, a lot more. Donnie disappeared on January 28, 2006 from his residence in the 1000 block of Logan Road in North Versailles, Pennsylvania. He said he was going to visit a friend in the Delmont, Pennsylvania area, but he never arrived. His vehicle was found abandoned shortly before noon on February 9th, so approximately 11 days later, at Myron Avenue and Louisa Street in Oakland, Pennsylvania, which is nowhere near Delmont. The windows were rolled down and snow had gotten inside. When his apartment was eventually checked, there was no indications of a struggle and no signs of a break-in or anything like that. He had lost his job shortly before he went missing, but he was looking for another job and had an interview scheduled in Pittsburgh uh, the next week. Smatlack has not used his cell phone or accessed his bank accounts since his disappearance. He was close to his parents and spoke to them every few days. His family says it is uncharacteristic of him to leave without warning. And I'd like to thank my friend Megan Good at The Charlie Project for the facts regarding this case. Before I give you my interview with Linda Smatlack, I want to remind you that I can be found on Facebook. We have a unfound discussion group going. I'd love for you to be a member there to join us uh, in talking about the cases that I cover, you can give me suggestions. We can talk about all sorts of topics within the realm of missing persons. You can follow me on Twitter, Unfound Podcast. And I'd urge you to subscribe to the show 
at Podomatic and at iTunes. And without further ado, I give you my interview with Linda Smatlack, mother of Donnie Smatlack of North Versailles, Pennsylvania. I'm so happy to have on the phone Linda Smatlack. She is the mother of Donnie Smatlack, who disappeared in North Versailles, PA, on January 28th. 2006. Linda, thank you for joining me on Unfound. Well, thank you for having me. Tell the listeners a little bit about your son, Donnie. Well, Donnie was my firstborn. Um, growing up, he was a good boy. Mm-hmm. He liked sports and did very well at them, actually. Um, even in high school, he was in what, track, football, um, but suddenly he stopped, and um, that's when the problem started. Uh, this would have been at Norwin High School? Norwin High School. Okay. Sorry, Norwin. Yeah. So he played sports up until what grade? Like high school, junior high school? Um, I would say uh, first year high school. So like ninth grade, tenth grade. He, yeah, yeah. I'm remembering him playing on the in the stadium. So mm-hmm. um, he was in high school itself. Okay. Uh, would you say that he was like a natural athlete, or did he like to practice, or? Uh, natural. It was he? he, and he enjoyed it. So. Okay. Um, pretty natural, yeah. What he? What position did he play on the football team? I'm sorry. What position did he yeah, play? Yeah. Is what, that what you asked? Yes, please. Oh, gee, wide receiver. Wide receiver. Um, so you mentioned he got into high school, and then you said some problems started. Uh, what do you mean by that? I really didn't. Um, he wasn't, like, in trouble in school. I mm-hmm. think it was more of him being out more often yeah. and um, not around here as much, at home, meaning home. Right. It was just. More of the runaround type, and um, after a while, you just don't like that as much, you know. So maybe, like, he got his driver's license, he's getting in the car, he's going places, you know, Friday yeah, nights, Saturday nights. Yeah, and yeah. you take it as a parent while he is getting older, and, yeah. and you know, but um, yeah, I believe other things were going on at that time that I did not know about, so. Okay. Yeah. And how did he do in school? Uh, he was an average student. Okay. He, 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 you know, I mean, he went to school every day. He didn't um, have problems with attendance that I know of, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty much a B.C. student. Mm-hmm. I was happy with him. Okay. You know, he didn't seem to have any problems there. So even though he, he got away from the sports... Maybe wasn't around the house as much, but at least he was going to school, and he, he passed, and he graduated. He did. That's, that's, he did. That's his... He went on to college. Yeah, what a, yeah well, hey, that's, that's good. Speaking of college, he ended up going to Pitt-Greensburg. Is that right? Uh, correct. He ended up going there. He started at, at, uh, at community college. Okay. And um, took the, hmm, I guess normal, you know, to get into college, college, I guess. Uh, okay. And so he ended uh, up going to Pitt-Greensburg, and his major 
was, and he graduated eventually, but his major was criminal justice. Yes. What, yeah. do you, what do you think drew him to that? I mean, you have Pitt has a lot of different choices. Pitt Greensburg included has a lot of different choices. What caused him yeah. to choose that one? You know what? I, I he, we really didn't discuss it. Um, hmm. It was just something that he had said he wanted to do, and my husband and I were just. It, it, he always liked the movies, like the Al Capone movies and the. Mm-hmm. Um, Godfather, and you know, Me too. He, so I just took it that that's something that okay he wants to get into that, you know. Yeah, and I was happy with it because in it, my eyes, it's a good field to get into. It is, you know? it is, and it's yes, and it's not a field that's cut out for everybody. Of course, being a police officer, if that was his goal, not easy, you know, not an easy Correct. police, you know, especially Correct. these days. And uh, so I, I respect him, you know, for making that choice. And how did he do at Pitt Greensburg? Um, well, he graduated. Okay. okay, I he didn't really discuss that with us either. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah. He went to he went to school. He drove himself. Um, he did commute from here. Um, he's just and he studied and he did very well, I guess, because he graduated. <laughs> he got, hey, having a diploma from whether it's the main campus in Oakland or Greensburg or any of the other satellite camp, camp, campuses, that's a pretty good diploma to have. It's a it's a prestigious one. Uh, yeah. We were very proud of him. Yes, I bet you were. I know. I very. didn't. You know, as you know now, I'm from Western Pennsylvania. And there are many times when I wish that I would have gone to Pitt. So I, you know, I, you know, respect, you know, his choice of schools. When did he graduate uh, from Pitt Greensburg? Oh, now you're making me think here on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. 2006 is when he moved. I would say 2004 or 2005. But he graduated, okay. but he didn't go into uh, a law enforcement field, did he? What what happened after graduation? Um, well, he hadn't really been able to find anything yet. Um, mm-hmm. But he did. He did have a job. He worked at Giant Eagle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, and then he got an apartment on his own, and. Um, we just figured, okay, maybe the girlfriend. I don't mm-hmm. know how he got the apartment with the money. Working okay. a giant eagle, you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll get into that a little later. We're not going to worry about that okay. right now. Yeah. But he went out, moved out on his own, wasn't living at home anymore. And so he he had been out of school for maybe a year, year and a half. Maybe a year. Before, maybe. He, before he disappeared? At the most. Yes. At the most. Correct. Okay. Now, and like you said, he had a girlfriend uh, that, he, uh, yes, he the, that he had been dating for a while, and yeah. yeah. So let's so let's get around to right around the time when he disappeared. What do you remember, if you can, maybe the the week or a couple weeks before he disappeared? Anything strange? Anything that pops out in your mind all these years later? Anything that maybe seemed normal at the time? that now seems a little strange? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, you... Okay, please, please. 
there's there's a um, like he and I, if we would go on, we'd go out and do like dinner or lunch, more so lunch, okay? Because um, otherwise his dad was there. But I remember at one time we had a conversation, and this was weird to me that he had mentioned, "Mom, if anything ever happened to me, or if I was ever missing, uh-huh. know that I'll be okay," or something to wow. the effect that he was. Um, you know, he'd be okay. But I, and, and honestly, that was just, <laughs> oh, okay, whatever, whatever. That's never going to happen, whatever, you know. You it didn't take it too all. seriously. It was just no, like him not talking. Not at all, not at all, right, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, it, it, it was, it was just, we were just having a conversation, and it was different things coming up, you know, just, I guess, well, he and his girlfriend would would argue a lot, and yeah, it, you know, and he was getting disgusted with it, and you know, like, oh well, I'm gonna just leave, you know. Mm-hmm. How long so, would you say that he made this statement um, before he disappeared? Would you say it's a month before, six months before, weeks before? I would say months before. Months. months. Okay, so sometime yeah. in two thousand five yeah, then. Yeah, it was just, a, like I said, a conversation that we happened to have, and it wasn't anything mm-hmm. that I thought anything was. Um, mm-hmm. Now I do. Right. But, right. You know. Right. So let's take let's go up to the day that he disappeared. Uh, I have already gone on in the show, gone through a general facts of the case and what happened that day and but just to maybe reiterate a little bit more for the listeners, you talked to him at noon that Saturday, the day that he disappeared, the last that anybody that we know ha- has seen him, right around noon that day. Somewhere around there, yeah. yeah. Did he that call you or did you call him? Do you remember? He may have called me at yeah. that point. Was, was that a yeah. – was that a common – Occurrence to talk to him like on a, a noon on a Saturday? Would you? Oh, it was always he and I always con- con- conversed. I, he and I, we would just like a, uh, we were pretty close. Okay, you know, so I mean, so maybe at least maybe every other day at least you'd talk to him. Oh yeah. Okay. If not every day, yeah. Oh, okay. If I didn't hear from him, I I I had to yeah call him or something. <laughs> Uh, did you – when you were talking to him at noon, is did he mention that he was going to see a friend of his – and we're not going to mention any names in this call, in, in this uh, show, by the way. Um, he was going to see a friend of his in Delmont. D- is that what he told you in that conversation? Did you learn that some other way? No, he had told me that, that told- he was going to go. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, so as a result, I knew he was going to go, and um, – I believe there was something about stamps he was asking me about. That's why he called me to begin with. Stamps. And then we went on in the conversation. Yeah, I don't know. Stamps. I guess he was sending something, and and he asked me how much a stamp is. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what. Uh, Do you know that if he – do you know that if it was a letter or something, do you know if that ever got mailed? Did you ever follow up on that? If he was going to be sending somebody something with a a, a stamp, is oh, there some? Oh, I believe some... it was just bills. Oh, it's just bills. Okay. Yeah. Do yeah. you know if that bill got paid? Back in the days when we still sent them 
by mail. Right, right. Before automatic, doing stuff automatically on the computer. That's a good point. Um, Do you know if that bill ever got paid? Any ideas? Um, Well, honestly, after all that, um, they did start calling, but I didn't pay no mind as far as paying them or knowing what was paid and what wasn't paid. I just told them, Donnie's missing. Um, So it was said blurred. It's, it's okay. Um, it's just hard to determine. It was hard to determine. Yeah, that that was nothing. That honestly was not something on my mind at all. Of course, be- and probably because he's living on his own, he has multiple bills. Maybe you have electric bill, That's gas possibly. bill, phone bill. It, okay. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So yeah. you talk to him. You get off the phone. No- nothing seems uh, amiss. There's nothing wrong. But then you tried to call him back later. I did. I did because we were going to ask him to come to dinner Sunday because mm-hmm. I had made soup, knowing that he was going on um, Saturday night there at the at the friend's house. We right. just figured it's after Sunday, and um, no answer. Mm-hmm. And I continuously tried calling, um, no answer. Um, mm-hmm. Couldn't sleep Saturday night. Yeah, but no answer. Yeah. Um, and he always, even if he didn't answer, he would call me back. Yeah. Well, he hadn't called me back. And I, that was when I knew something was wrong. That was, that was me, um, my tuition, I guess. Yeah. If, I, if we could back up for a second, when you talked to him at noon that day, um, was, did he have a house phone or was he on his cell phone? Did he have a cell phone? Cell phone. Cell phone? He, I, I, he did not have a house phone that I replied. Okay, I, and, and, and you believe that he was at home when he when you talked to him? I believe that, yes. Okay. All right. So, I, I assumed it, I guess. Okay. I, you know. Just did it. Just, you really didn't ask. Well, you just, yeah, just kind of took yeah. for granted. So you tried calling yeah. back at four. Uh, and he doesn't yeah. answer. You don't sleep that night. You're worried. I'm sure your husband... Mr. Smatlack was worried as well. The next day, what do you do? Go to his apartment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, well, my husband and I, we just, we had the key, so mm-hmm. um, we went to his apartment and, and, and got in. I mean, the key, it was locked. Mm-hmm. And we went in, and um, uh, of course, nobody was home. Yeah. Everything was fine. Nothing looked out of place. But, um, Everything just that looked like it was lived. It was lived in. There might have been, you know, newspaper or something. It just nothing at all. Nothing on the floor. Nothing broken. No, uh, most nothing. importantly, seemingly nothing missing. Not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge. Okay. No. So, what did you do when you discovered that the the um, apartment was empty and that his car wasn't there? What'd you do? What did I do? Yeah. We actually just looked at each other. We didn't do anything yet mm-hmm. because, well, he was 25. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. you, you, uh, he does have life. Sure. And, um, That's true. I understood that and I, you know, I did try to respect that too. Right. So we didn't do anything other than worry a lot. <laughs> Yeah, a lot. of course, of course. A lot. Uh, lose a lot of sleep. 
Um, but um, knowing where he was supposed to go, we did um, wonder if that person knew anything. Yeah. Um, but that person, I didn't didn't know how to contact him. Uh, the friend. Mm-hmm. The friend so, in Delmont. Um, and the one in Delmont. Yeah, that's where he was supposed to have gone. So yeah. I, and I didn't know how to contact him. So all we could do was wait. And um, he did not call us yeah. until Tuesday. Now, mind you, this is this is from Saturday night. Yeah. He didn't call us from till Tuesday and tell us. Just to be clear, the friend in Delmont did not call you until Tuesday, three days later. Correct. Okay. Yes. What do you have to say? Until Tuesday. What do you have to so say? He told us that he never, never came. And did we know anything that was going on? And um, he never made it to his house. And um, mm-hmm. honestly, I don't know if I, it's kind of all a blur on this too because. Uh, I don't know what the conversation entailed after that, other than after I hung up, um, we called the police yeah. and put in a missing persons report. So you con- you didn't contact the police until you heard from that guy in Delmont, and he said, yep, Correct. yep, uh, Donnie never showed up at my house on Saturday evening. I haven't heard from him. I haven't seen him. I haven't talked to him. I don't know where he is. And that's when you said, okay, now we got to call the police. So you called the police. They showed up. What did they do? Searched the house, searched the garbage outside, talked to, talked to neighbors. Um, he had a phone that I don't know if it was the phone that I talked to him on, but it, it had um, um, numbers that, um, you know, recent numbers that you can call yeah. back and see. Um, they did all that. We were there while they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of helped out, I guess, doing it too. Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, we found, found out uh, after that, that he had, uh, another phone. So, so um, Donnie had, uh, two phones, the one that you found or they found, or you found at the house. And then uh-huh. this other one, which we presume he took with him wherever. That's the, yeah, that's right. the assumption. Yeah. Okay. And so, but he, he's missing, but also his car is missing. Is At that point, his car has not been found, so they're both missing. And the police, I'm sure, are on the lookout for it. The car was found when? Mm, a couple of weeks later. Okay, a couple weeks. Um, and how far away... From his place, was it? Where was it? Well, ugh, maybe thirty miles. Thirty miles. Um, Pittsburgh from North Versailles. Um, mm-hmm. It was found down in Oakland, actually, mm-hmm. which is by the college and everything. Pitt campus. Yeah, the main Pitt campus, right? The main one, yes, the main one in in Oakland. Um, that's where they found it, um, just parked at the side of the road. And it was, it was called in. Apparently, somebody called it in and said, "There's a car that's been here for a while, and windows were still open. I believe we had snow, so the windows were open. So mm-hmm. that's why they called it in, I guess." 
Right, that would be uh, in January or February by this time in yeah. Pittsburgh. A car parked on the street with the windows down. Yeah, it's pretty well, weird. Well, it was February, yeah, February 8th, I think. I don't uh, okay. know why that date is sticking in my head, but okay. um, yeah, January 28th is when he went missing. So. Yeah. Now, the listeners should know a point real quick. The car was found with snow in it. I actually went back and checked the weather... Uh, forecast of what happened on those days between Donnie disappearing and the car being found. There was snowfall in the Pittsburgh area. There wasn't a lot of a ton of snowfall in that time frame of ten days to almost two weeks, but there was snowfall in February second and February third. So the belief is that the car had been sitting there since at least then, so almost a full week before it was actually discovered on February eighth. Uh, they searched the car. Did they find anything of interest? Anything you know uh, that gave them any leads? No, nothing, no. not a thing. There is even like they dusted it because all that dust was still in the car when we got it back. Yeah. Um, it, it there was not even fingerprints other than his own. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, what we did ask him. And I guess one of his friends was, but that friend always rides with him, so it was, that's it. I mean, it mm-hmm. was almost as if it was wiped clean otherwise, but. Um, so they didn't find they, any fingerprints in it, or just Donnie's fingerprints in it? Pretty much just Donnie's. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, hmm. Uh, it, it was, it's, it's a baffle. Um, now, something it's else. very hard, hard. Hard thing to figure out. Yeah. The listeners should know that, uh, being that I'm once again from the Pittsburgh area, the listeners should understand that Delmont, where he was supposed to be headed that Saturday, and Oakland are nowhere near each other. They're almost in actually opposite directions. Correct. From where he lives, yes. Yes, from where, where he lives, yes. Uh, my understanding, Delmont would be more like in a north-northeast direction, whereas Oakland is in a west direction, you know, going down into Pittsburgh. Uh, do you – just what you think is his mother, do you think that he drove the car down there, or do you think that somebody else drove the car down there? As his mom, myself, I yeah. think somebody else took it down there. Somebody else took it down there. Yeah. And kind of – Dumped it down. I I can't figure out why else he would be down there, knowing that he was supposed to be at that person's place in in Belmont. Was the pit campus or near the pit campus, Oakland? um, Was that a place that Donnie went often? To your knowledge? Not to my knowledge. No. All right. So, for your knowledge, maybe not been in down there, maybe ever. Or at least maybe within the last year or, or something like that. Didn't have any friends I, down there. I would say I wouldn't think that he'd been down there okay. myself. Okay. So I, I'm I'm not the type of person like we did not um, go down that way much at all. So right. if he went down there, it, it was all on his own, and I don't know why. Okay. Uh, this is where we kind of get into the to the other side of this, and I want to uh, you know tell all the listeners is that you know my attitude on this show. I don't care about people's lifestyles. 
all right? I care about families. I care about getting people found. I don't care what they've chosen to do with their lives otherwise, okay? I'm just stating that for the record, and that's why I am talking, you know, with uh, Linda Smatlack about her um, her son, Donnie. Um, there was another other side to Donnie, wasn't there, that you didn't find out until after he disappeared. Um, can you tell the listeners a little bit? We don't want to go too deep into it. Just tell us, the listeners, um, how you found out about this. How I found out about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. How, how you found out that uh, Donnie was dealing drugs. Um, pretty much all hearsay, um, things the police would say. Yeah. Um, things that were found in his apartment by the police. Yeah. Um, other people found things, yeah. too. Uh, were you surprised by this? Yes and no. I mean, the the yeah, the uh, 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 dealing, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the taking, no. Okay. It was always in the back of my mind, but mm-hmm. the, I don't know how to explain it. Um, it's one of those things that you. Mm, yeah, you never you never talked to him about it. Never brought it up to him. In a, right. Never brought up to in, in a conversation or anything like that. Pretty much, you hope it's not true. So. Yeah. Unless it's come brought up otherwise, you know, which of course it was. Mm-hmm. Other people. Now you had told me when we talked the first time that when you went over to his apartment the day after. You did see stuff there. Yeah. Yeah, you and did. Once you start looking around and um, seeing things, you see I I had found um, a bag. Yeah. And um, it had a lot of stuff in it. Yeah. And this this is going back to what you said earlier in the conversation when you said that he got his own place. This is kind of what you were referring to, that here he was – Working at Giant Eagle, but being able to afford his own apartment and these things. This is what you were referencing, weren't you? I was, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, when you talked to the police, were were they were they aware of your son? And what I mean by that is, you, were they aware of him as being somebody who was involved in this type of business? No. They never said anything to me about that. Um, yeah. The only thing that they did say is, like, when they were going through things, when they saw his diploma for the um, pit, he they had said what he went for. Yeah. Uh, they had said, oh, he's not stupid. Um, right. And then they took it as um, he was... On his own, went on his own, you know. Yeah. But um, but they still they still searched and you know and and did things and I mean we had searches for in different areas of mm-hmm. looking for bodies and 
you know, remains or whatever might be found, um, um, whether they were tips from other people or, but nothing was found. Yeah. You know. And they did searches down in Oakland too. They when they when they found the car down there, they maybe went block to block and. I I believe they did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mostly his car, though. I mean, I, I uh, they took his car to a garage and like really went through it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you see, you know how you see on TV when they search things, how they leave it. Yeah. There ain't no lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What kind of car was it? Uh, Mazda 3. Mazda 3. Okay, I'm familiar with those cars. I'm familiar with that. Now, after he disappeared, and once again, we know that a friend of his who he was supposed to meet on Saturday evening didn't let you know that he was – that he didn't show up there until Tuesday. What about his other friends? Once again, we're not mentioning any names on this show. What about his other friends? Did they come to you? Did they? Exp- of course, I'm sure they expressed their concern, but did any of them ever say, "Hey, I have the suspicion that this happened to Donnie"? Not to my face, other than other than hearing rumors. Um, yeah. Actually, my my younger son he heard more than us. Yeah. That um, you know. Um, Yeah. Rumors that um, I would say no mom, mother, or father or parent wants to hear. Sure. Uh, right. Um, you know things that are pretty gruesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I understand. Um, things that stick in my head that I I can't get that out of my head. You know. And, uh, mm-hmm. But none of them. You know. I just once again try to put it in my own. You know. I, you know, put myself in their shoes is that, you know, I have friends here in Florida. They're most of my friends are disc golfer. That's a disc golfers. That's a hobby that I have. If, you know, one of them were to disappear, maybe the police, you know, would ask me, you know, what do I think happened to them? Did any of these, um, guys talk to the police? Did the police interview a lot of these guys? Hey, they did, they did, but as far as I know, they knew nothing to to find. As far as to find them, mm-hmm. um, whether they're scared because they really don't come around at all anymore. Like I said before, though, like his friends weren't as well known to me. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they were his older friends, you know, from high school. Yeah. Um, but, um, the ones that he had gotten newer, fresher from that time, um, I I really didn't know as much of the first name basis, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Not really, you know, knowing their last name, not coming to my mind as much as the other one. Do you believe that these were friends that he made from... The business that he was involved in? Do you believe they were friends because of that? Or do you believe that they were friends because of something else? I don't believe that they're friends if they're like because of that. But well, yes, I believe that's what, I, that's what you mean. Yeah. Right. I Okay. You're fair yeah. enough. That's maybe a, a bad word. Acquaintances. Uh, yeah. 
Okay. I always say friends, quote unquote. Friends, quote unquote. Yes, that's that's yeah. a good way uh, mm-hmm. to put it as well. Um, what has happened since then? You know, it's been it's going to be eleven years in January. Have any leads popped up over that time? Any anything that you look back on now that seems suspicious that you didn't know? Anything? We really haven't heard anything. Yeah. Which are except you... for two years after after his missing, mm-hmm. then the the newspaper came to us and they put stuff up. Right. And um, after that, then some things got said, but they weren't things to once again rumors again yeah. and um. Things that we already knew too. Okay. Okay. What's your interaction with the police been like the last ten years? Um, not a whole lot. <laughs> they uh, don't. What kind we of? Went, I'm sorry, maybe, please. Okay, we went. Uh, maybe it was a year ago. My mm-hmm. husband and I went down to the police station and asked if we could just talk, just to see. If anything been done or anything new, or uh, we don't want him to be forgotten, uh, you know, uh, the uh, cold case file thing type, you know, we yeah. don't want to hear that, you know. But, yeah. um, they were uh, reassuring, um, even like they're the, like like Donnie's the talk of the the the. Uh, precinct, I guess you call it, yeah. and um, uh, they talk amongst each other and say, has anything been found out, anything new? If there is a, mis- a, a person's body or the remains found, they always, always, mm-hmm. they say they go and check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, the detective that was on it is um, is obviously still on it. Mm-hmm. All these years later. Yes. What police department, same being that he technically disappeared from North for sales, but his car was found in Oakland, what police department is the main one regarding his North disappearance? The North for sales police. North for sales police. Okay. Yes. Uh, I know North for sales. Other people who aren't from Pennsylvania might not know this, but North for sales is not a huge place. Do you, do you think that the police have been up to the task? Of, you think at, one point, I, at one point, I didn't think so because they were having problems. They were um, talking about downsizing and, you know, getting rid of a lot of their... So at one point, I thought not, but um, I don't think all that went through. Mm-hmm. And... and um, that that's another reason we went down to check because we know if that detective was even still there. Yeah. So with that being, uh, it just what ten years. Yeah. It's ten years, and we hadn't heard anything for maybe eight years. Yeah. It just seemed to me that we needed to find something out. Yeah. You know, because you start you start thinking about. Why don't, why aren't, you get scared when you hear 
well, it's not a body being found anymore. Now you worry that if you hear about remains being found, you just... Right. The identity being found out that I just... You get scared about the phone calls, you know, at that point, you know? Yeah. So, now, Donnie was in a relationship at the time he disappeared. How did the girlfriend react to it? What did she say? Did she ever say anything that made your ears perk up? And, you know, what did she do after Donnie disappeared? Uh, once again, she wasn't around when we were there. Mm -hmm. um, she did not express anything to us. Never came around to us. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, it, it, it was weird. It was weird because, you know them being together so long and then the fact that she won't even, don't even come around to us. I, now, the only thing that I thought was because they don't know, she don't know what to say to us. Or she, right, right. You know, that so happens. Like, I mean, that's, that's, that's very common, Linda. I want you yeah, to know that. Uh, I don't know if, is, if the, it the, feels like, feels like it isn't, but yeah, <laughs> I you, would imagine that's, yeah, True. They, I, I can understand how you would be suspicious of that. Uh, I mean, that only yeah. makes sense. They had been going out for how long before Donnie disappeared? Oh, geez. They were going out from high school. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. So you knew her. I mean, if he was, that's like seven years or something like that. Yeah, you know, he I was 25 when yeah. he disappeared. Mm -hmm. So you knew her. I mean, he brought her around the house, right? Once in a while. Maybe Come over. Right. But then yeah, after that, were. she was kind of distant. Yeah, well, she's still kind of distant. <laughs> I don't hear mm. from her at all or, you know, like, lost. Yeah. That's, that's why I, you know, like, you just don't want your your child forgotten. Yeah. He was here, you, you know, he's... Mm -hmm. not here anymore, but I don't know... Just your mother's intuition, do you think that his uh, girlfriend knows what happened? Just be honest. I think she may have mm -hmm. some sort of idea. Has an idea, suspicion. Doesn't know when or what or who or whatever, but maybe she, you know. I if, don't like to accuse for the simple reason that yeah. I would never want to be accused. Yeah. But I just don't, I if nobody's coming around, somebody knows something. Somebody has to know something. He wasn't a loner. He was, he had people that <laughs> were always around him, you yeah. know? Yeah. Whether they be friends, quote unquote, or yeah. regular or good friends, he yeah. still had people around him. So people, he had, they got to know. Somebody's got to know something. Yeah. Quite honestly, at this point, I don't even know if I want to know. <laughs> well, you know, you're a woman, and I, I, get, I think what you're saying is that if at some point you were dating a guy and he disappeared, you think that your actions, behavior, and what you would have done, especially if you were innocent, would be different than what you saw Donnie's girlfriend do. Yeah. I know I would I would be more sympathetic to the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, 
at least have some sort of contact with them. Maybe not now any longer, but at first, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, obviously you go on with your life and you do, but that this, I mean, there was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> not even friends. His friends didn't even come around. So there were a few that would talk to us that were um, more of the high school, mm -hmm. you know, but um, I believe because they've gotten in trouble. <laughs> they had their own, they, they had their own anymore. issues. They yeah. had their own, yes, they had their own issues to worry about. So, right. Right. Um, right. the fact, you know, it's just... <laughs> Did you tell me at one point, and, and everybody should know that this is the, the second time that I've talked to Linda. The first one was just a preliminary talk. Um, yes. Linda and I, although I'm from the Pittsburgh area, she still lives there. We did not know each other until a couple weeks ago. Um, did you tell me at one time in our first conversation that Donnie got into an argument with somebody at your house? Oh, yeah. Tell I've, I should have brought this up earlier in the conversation. Tell the listeners about that. Well, it was when he he still lived here. Mm -hmm. There was his room downstairs in my basement. We built him a room down there. Um, and um, he was down there with another friend. And next thing I knew, I heard a scuffle. Um, uh, what the heck's going on? I ran down there like an idiot. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. They were fighting. Somebody was fighting. Somebody came in through the garage door. And, um, was, they were, like, in an all-out fight, um, you know, grabbing each other and throwing each other. And Just to be clear, how many guys were involved? Donnie and how many other guys? There was one guy that came in, and he was with another guy. Donnie was with, the, they were just downstairs, I don't know, playing games or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, back when Nintendo was in and all, all that. So it was like two against one, or no? The one wasn't doing anything else. Okay. It, uh, it was just you know, it was just Donnie and the person that came in. Were these and then two? I ran down. Were these just guys roughhousing, or did it look like it was personal? No, it looked personal. <laughs> mm -hmm. It definitely looked personal, but. Um, he ran off after I went down, I guess, you know, this woman, she came down here, she's not, I don't want to involve anybody else, I'm getting out of here, so he went. Okay, so the guy that Donnie was fighting with, as soon as you showed up, he took off. Correct. And the other guy stuck around. Yeah, yeah. And did you ever get any explanation about why they were fighting? Explanation. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't even remember. Don't it may know. have been money. It may have been... I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Okay. Um, All right. Um, I was just so upset about the whole thing. I came upstairs um, all shaken and everything. I, <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. And this was when he was still living at home... So what year and month, how long before he disappeared would that have been? That was probably a year before he even moved out. Okay. 
Okay. And he was he lived in his apartment for nine months before he went missing. So. Okay. Um, is you know you and I offline or online, but we're not mentioning any names in this in this uh, in this show. Was the guy that Donnie was fighting with, was he a guy whose name you and I have mentioned before? And we've thrown around a few names uh, while we were talking. Was it one of them I or was it some, somebody else? I believe he was a brother of one of the guys that I talked to. That we mentioned? About. Okay. Yes. The brother yes. of one, okay. Yes. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> Excused. Okay. All right. I knew it was coming. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Linda is suffering from a little bit of a cough for for this uh, interview, but uh, she's doing great. Um, just a, a few more questions, uh, and then um, uh, I'm going to uh, leave you go here, uh, Linda. Um, I need to bring this up, and I, I want you to know that this isn't something comfortable that I have to do, but I have to because I realize – the way this works. This show is going to be heard by a lot of people. Okay? You should know that. Uh, once I get it on Podomatic, iTunes, a lot of people all over the world. This show is going to be heard by anybody can access it anywhere in the world. Except unless maybe if you're in North Korea. And they're going to search out your son. They're going to do a search for his name. They're going to go to the Charlie Project. They're going to go to websleuths.com. They're going to look into your son's case, okay? And they're going to find out a lot of the things that we've um, talked about. Now, they are going to unfortunately go and find a website that has commented on your son's disappearance. But there is something in the comment section of this particular website, okay, that is uh, – I would call it outrageous, but I feel like I need to ask you about it because I know the listeners are going to find it, okay? And I sent you a link to it. Uh, I, I hope that you looked at it. Oh, I did. You did. Uh, uh -huh. You have the opportunity to say anything about that. You can issue no comment. You don't want to talk about it, but I feel like I have to ask about it because if I don't, the listeners are going to wonder why I didn't, okay? okay. And I apologize for that because I know – what it says is something. Is there anything you'd like to say about it? Well, first of all, everything in there pretty much knew about, okay. except the last one. And that was questioned. And okay. he said it's a lie. Okay. But everything else I knew about because... Had told me. Okay. Thank you, Fran. Now, can I ask you one more question? Do you have a suspicion of who wrote that? Do you think you know who wrote that? Don't say the name, please. Do you have a suspicion? Okay. Suspicion of I've told you who I think did it. Do you have a suspicion of who wrote it? Uh huh. Okay. All right. We're just going to leave it at that. Um,. Is there anything else that uh, you'd like to say about your son, Donnie? I, uh, you know, I, I can tell you that I told you I don't judge people. But when 
uh, I hear about what you've talked, you know, to- told me about him on the show. What we've talked about him before. I can tell you, I think that he would have been a, a guy that I, I think we probably would have gotten along with. Obviously, I wasn't into some of the things that he was into, but um, being that he went to college, he was educated, was into sports and things. Um, I think I would have liked him. What else do you think that the listeners well, need to? What do you th- else think the listeners need to know about your son? Well, what he got into. He probably got into it because somebody approached him. Oh. And when you're younger and stupid, mm-hmm. <laughs> all you see is dollar signs. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that Donnie was trying to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And the reason that he's no longer here is because they wouldn't allow him. Mm-hmm. Uh, be that one way or the other, him running or whatever. I don't know. But I think it's because of that. And my daughter had a good heart. <clears throat> yeah. Um, two lives. He was not not what people think yeah. with that. Um, I'll have to say this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm very against D-R-U-G-S. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Um, I have more reasons than one, not just Tawny. Yeah. Um, uh, I believe that dealers should be, uh, what's it, the, the death penalty? Really? Okay. That's my belief because they're the ones getting our kids into it. Yeah. Okay. My son is no longer here because, and I don't know, one way or the other, he's not here with me. Okay? Yeah. My point is he's not here because of that, and that is because of somebody approaching him to begin with. So to me, that pusher there is the one that's whatever. (laughs) And we should state for the record, at least from what I could find, and that Donnie did not have, as far as I could tell, as far as I could find, did not have a criminal record. Okay. No, he wasn't in trouble. He didn't get in a lot of trouble. So he might have been doing something, but it wasn't to the level that he was getting a lot of attention from the police or anything like that. Okay, so it's not like he was in and out of jail or anything like that, and um, we, you know, we need to remember that. And I think that when you you know something like that, that there's always the the chance that a person who hasn't been caught doing it can get out of it, you know, and straighten their lives up. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> there's just something to me that. Once you send some of these people to jail, it like hardens them. It's just not, you know, just the kind of a feeling that I get uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, but if that person can stay out of jail and get out of it, then they have a really good chance of, you know, uh, walking, a, you know, a better path. Uh, Linda, I appreciate you joining me uh, on this episode of Unfound. Um, and I, I hope that we can stay in contact 
you know that there are a, a, at least one other thing I'm going to try to do for you that I don't want to mention on, on, on the show right at this second that I want to try to make happen. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it happen when the show comes out, but maybe I can arrange something you know, for later this year or even maybe with the 11th anniversary when it comes out, you know, comes up in, in January. Maybe that might be some good timing. Whatever it is, I'm going to try to help you out any way I can. I got to tell you, I appreciate it. My husband and I both appreciate it. Okay. All right, This Linda. is the first in, in years, and I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Linda. Happy to do it. Happy to do it for you. All right, and Linda and Mr. Smatlack, who is in the background during the uh, during our talk tonight, thank you for both joining me on this episode of Unfound. And that was my interview with Linda Smatlack. I can't thank her enough for joining me on the show. Much like the Jesse Foster case, her disappearance happening when I lived in Las Vegas, and of course I covered that disappearance about six weeks ago on this show that show that disappearance felt very personal to me and this one does as well even though I did not live in the Pittsburgh area when it happened but I listened to Linda I know the area I've been through Delmont where Donnie was allegedly headed I've been through that town at least 500 times in my life because it wasn't very far from where I grew up in Leechburg, Pennsylvania. You should know that Linda and her husband live in Irwin, PA. My, all of my biological family grew up there. My brothers, my sister grew up there. My brother Michael actually went to the same high school and graduated from Norwin, just like Donnie did. So because of those reasons, and I hear Linda's uh, Western PA, Pittsburgh uh, accent, which a lot of my family who still lives in the area has, it feels, once again, very personal to me. And uh, I've gotten to know Linda very well, and I hope that I can uh, continue to communicate with her, help her, and be her friend, even though just for the, you know, just be, even though I'm going to have to move on. Two other cases. She and I are our friends on Facebook, and I hope to continue to talk to her about uh, Donnie's case and anything I can do for her. And of course, I talked about something that I'm going to try to do for her outside the realm of this show. Regarding her son's disappearance, there are just a few issues that I want to touch upon that weren't covered in the interview, and then just I want to comment on a couple things that were. First of all, it wasn't mentioned in the show, but there was the rumor out there that someone owed Donnie money or Donnie owed somebody money. And the rumor was that possibly on that day, that is where Donnie was headed. Once again, just, once again, just a rumor. Second of all, in the search of Donnie's apartment, uh, a gun was found. It's not known, and once again, this didn't come up in the interview, but in my preliminary conversation with Linda, we talked about that. 
she doesn't know if he had any more guns besides that one. There's really no way to know. However, if that is or was his only gun, he didn't take it with him, which would seem to me to mean that wherever he was headed, he didn't feel like he was going to be in a lot of danger. On the other hand, it's possible that he possessed more than one gun. I am a gun owner. I only own one gun, but it also should be known I didn't become a gun owner until this year. It was not something that was mentioned in the show. Now, a couple things that were mentioned in the show that I want to expound upon is the phone issue. As she stated, after the fact, they found out that Donnie had two cell phones. One that was found, the one that was found at the apartment. That was the one that she determined he always called her on and she called him on. A phone that the rest of us would probably recognize as being the kind of cell phone setup that we have with T-Mobile or Verizon. You get a bill, uh, and it, of course, lists all of the people that you've talked to or text over the course of a month. Donnie also had another cell phone, and I believe it was along the lines of a track phone where you buy it and you pay as you go. And, of course, these are phones that are very, very difficult to trace. It is believed that is the phone that he had with him when he disappeared. Mm -hmm. Some other issues. Regarding the person that he was allegedly going to see that evening, and I know what the person's name is, but I'm not going to mention it on the show. You should know that that person, like Donnie, does not have a criminal record, at least not one that I could find. And is once again, as far as I could find, and as I stated on, uh, you should know that a lot of fr- uh, Donnie's friends have criminal records, and they continue to have criminal records and get in trouble with the law. All right, since he disappeared ten years ago. However, the person that he was going to see allegedly in Delmont that day from what I could tell, has no record. Just like Donnie didn't have a criminal record. What that means, I'm not sure. But I thought you should know that. The big point to me, I'll tell you what jumps out to me about this case. That criminal justice degree. I don't know how many people who have gone to college explicitly to get criminal justice degrees end up being involved in the drug trade. I don't know what the percentage is. I'm going to guess that it's very, very low. And I can't help but wonder, I put a couple different facts together. That, that he had this criminal justice degree, and also that he didn't have a criminal record, even though it sounds... Like, Donnie had been around drugs for quite a while. I think the underlying tone in this interview was that probably he was sampling them, doing them, maybe even going back to high school, kind of what Linda intimated in the house. He kind of 
got away from sports, starting hanging around new friends, friends that she didn't know. She didn't may have known their first names, but not their last names. You know, there's some indicators there that maybe Donnie had been around this for a while, for whatever reason. And I wonder how it flew with these acquaintances that he ended up getting a criminal justice degree. And then it turns out that they're getting in trouble with the law, they're going to jail, and somehow he never ends up in jail with them. I know that if I was in that, I think I would get suspicious. I would get paranoid. And drugs make people paranoid anyway, and being it's illegal and nobody wants to get caught, that even lends itself to the paranoia. And then you have this guy that you deal with that just seems to get by. I wonder if that was a factor in Donnie's disappearance. Because I'll tell you, this doesn't give me the feel of just some good old-fashioned dispute over money and somebody dies. A dispute over drugs and somebody disappears. It seems more to me than that. Once again, maybe it's just me. Maybe you read into this something differently. Should also be known about the girlfriend, just to point it out again, she dated Donnie since high school, so they had been together for over four years. And after Donnie disappears, she like kind of disappears, at least from Linda and Linda's and Donnie's parents' lives. Doesn't come over, doesn't offer her sympathies, doesn't continue to check in with them. Sounds a little weird to me. Maybe it doesn't sound weird to you. Sounds a little weird to me. I think what you can infer from that is probably that the girlfriend, I mean, hey, if he, she was his girlfriend for all those years, then he knew what he, she knew what he was involved in, and she, probably she was involved with it as well. And once again, that's what makes this case so tough, that the people who were closest to Donnie, acquaintances, had problems with the law and were involved in all of this, and they're not going to be very forthcoming, even if they have nothing to do with his disappearance. Now, it should be known, as I stated, that since Donnie has disappeared, a lot of these people have continued to have problems with the law. To my knowledge, and I'm going to guess to Linda's knowledge, not one of them, when being caught for doing whatever they've done since, have tried to use the the kind of the leverage that, hey, I think I know what happened to my buddy Donnie Smatlack back in 2006. Somebody's in there for a DOI, maybe drug charges, shoplifting, whatever it may be, that none of that has ever gotten out. If it's happened, we don't know about it. The Smatlack family doesn't know about it. Somebody trying to work a deal as to, hey, I know. I'm not saying the person would necessarily be guilty of Donnie's disappearance, but even hearing something that could possibly be the truth and giving it to police. To our knowledge, that's never happened. Take it for what it's worth. However, when I think about that, 
I think about what Donnie said to his mother not long before he disappeared, that, hey, if something happens to me, it could be that I just kind of vanish, I just kind of go away. And as Linda said in the interview, she kind of just blew it off at the time, didn't take it too seriously. Now these days, she does. Very well could be that Donnie thought, maybe I'm cutting this a little too close. I've, these people all around me are going to jail, getting in trouble. My parents don't know what I'm doing. How long can I continue this? But I know I just can't quit cold turkey. Maybe I just need to take the money that I've made from all of this and get the heck out. It's possible. And that may be the reason that none of these other people can offer up any ideas as what happened to him simply because he didn't want them to know where he was going. Possible. Granted, we also have to understand that it's the belief that of all the disappearances that happen in the world, not a very high percentage of them involve people who are leaving their lives to start a new one somewhere else. The truth is the majority of disappearances in the world are thought to be either suicides or murders. That's just the way it is. So uh, we have to keep that in mind as we continue to think about Donnie Smatlack's case. I'm going to leave it up to you. Of course, as you know, I have a Facebook discussion group that I'd love for you to join. We could talk about it there. Maybe we can, in so many different ways, analyze this and try to help the Smatlack family out. I'm going to do what I can. I still have several friends in the western Pennsylvania area, and I can guarantee every one of them is going to know about this case. It may be that a person who knows a person who knows a guy who knows a person might be connected somehow, might have heard something. And, of course, my friends who live in western Pennsylvania are, are well into their 40s like I am, have lived in that area their whole lives. Who knows? Maybe somebody heard something. And before you think that's crazy, I need to tell you this. I can't tell you too much, but I can tell you this. Already one of my shows that you've listened to, can't tell you which one, already one of my shows has shaken loose a new lead in a case. I don't know where it's going to go. It may not go nowhere. But somebody heard my show with a particular episode and decided, you know what? I need to come forward. I need to talk to somebody about this. And because of that, this person who was never interviewed by the, the, by the police at the time that this other disappearance happened now has gotten to talk to the police. Once again, I can't tell you any more than that, but it is the truth. Don't know if it will solve the case, but it's certainly adding one little piece more uh, – little morsel of information to what the police already have in that case. And who knows, that might be the break that the cops were looking for. I don't know. But it did shake somebody loose who felt motivated to come forward after all of these years. And that person knows who they are, and I, I can't thank that person enough. And I can't tell you uh, how happy it makes me that somebody would listen to a show that I do that I just started and feels motivated to do that. That just is overwhelming to me. 
Maybe we can make that happen in Donnie Smatlack's case as well. Before I go, I'd like to remind you again that you can find me on Twitter, Unfound Podcast. You can find the show at Podomatic and iTunes. I'd love for you to subscribe. If you feel like giving me a decent review, of course, won't stop you from doing that. You can go to Facebook and join our discussion group. Please request to be included because it's a private group and we will confirm you. And you'll be allowed to stay there as long as you keep it nice. Where we can discuss Donnie Smatlack's case in particular. And anything else you want to talk about, any other cases that I've covered, any issues regarding the missing persons community, all of that is fair game in the discussion group. I thank you for listening. I'm Ed Densel, and you've been listening to Unfound. Thank you.